You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Okay, good morning or good afternoon. I don't know which time you listen to this podcast. Um, we are in Jönköping and um, in the room I have Annette Nilsson and we're just talking about, to, okay, we have to speak English now. It's a bit strange, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's always. Yeah. Swinglish is a good language, yeah. so why not? Yeah, but um, let's do it. Um, Annette, can you tell me who are you? Yes, I work as a development strategist in the region Jönköping and I've been working with the leadership and quality improvement and innovation for many years at Kulturum. Uh, I work mostly now with strategies for the transformation to, to more close care and how to support healthy living and uh, empowerment for people. Also as the founding for Passion for Life, where we work with seniors in a big scale change. I've been working with most sick elderly people in big scale change in the national level and just now I also work for Solar in the national level with the whole country, how we can work more with co-production and, and that is really in my focus, how to coach in culture change for in big scale change. Okay, you were talking about that you've been working a lot, but you've been coaching. You, you mean coaching or is it different? Wait a minute, now I have to tell who I am, <laughs> otherwise nobody knows. I am <laughs> um, Nicolien Wackerberg uh, and I'm the development leader here in Kulturum. Um, and it's very nice to have a dialogue with my colleague. And um, Annette has been coaching me, so that's also very interesting. Uh, I think we are coaching each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we, we were talking about, are we working or are we coaching? Is there a difference? Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's a way of living. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. it's my natural path, I think. Uh, it's my work and it is my way. This, this is the way I do it, I think. Yeah, but now the listeners don't know what is your way. Of doing. Yeah. So, so how do you define uh, the coaching way, the Annette's coaching way of, of doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, for me, it's a lot about curiosity, yeah. to be curious about uh, how can I, with all humble, support others to find their way mm -hmm. to be the best they can be yeah. and find their solutions. So if I take a concrete example, when I now work with Patient Compact, who is an uh, agreement between uh, people in the communities and healthcare and how they can stay healthy and what they can do for themselves and what healthcare can be doing and so on. I plan for how I can coach coaches who will be close to people and set the, the way of working. So I'm not concrete in the everyday place where the job will be done, but I'm in the, what you say, in the context to support this movement. Yeah, yeah. So you're... To set the picture, set the, try to, to find and, and connect people to see and imagination, curiosity yeah, yeah, and yeah. so on. You're talking about curiosity. For me, coaching is both curiosity, but also a lot of um, having the courage and giving people the possibility to, to, to think a little bit outside the box and to become the best as they can. Yeah. So I'm using some kind of definition, let other people shine yeah. and put the fuel behind that so that they can shine and feel proud of their work. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's my drive, and yeah. for me, it's also a way of living. So yeah. it's not my work; it's uh, it has become, yeah, my way of yeah. seeing in 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 
and have relationships with others. Yeah, and I believe so much in this that we are not so much in ourselves, people uh, at all. We, we will be something when we do together. Yeah. And I really love the way of working together and to be humble for uh, that no one can alone figure out the best solution. It is when we really can be mm -hmm. together and give support to people, uh, strengthen them instead, instead of the weakness. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, health and social care, it's so complex. So it's what you say, nobody has the answer alone. And you can find different answers and things can emerge that you don't expect. You say, oh, now we have this kind of solution. Yes, let's go for that. Yeah. yeah. I also believe so much in this with the people needs to feel the ownership that they are that they really have empowerment in their work yeah, to yeah. do it. No one will feel it's it's funny to do what others just tell and so on. You, you need to make it to yours. Yeah, yeah. And I think of the Esther work where you have been working so much. Can't you mention something around that and how you have been doing that coaching for make that happen? Yeah, um, our Esther coaches are coaches in the microsystem or really in the frontline level. So they are working together with Esthers, who are patients with complex needs, and together making improvement work. And, and in the front line, there you see, there is that you create the value in the front line. So there you have to coach what's really important for Esther. So it's a simple question that is the guideline for how you will develop and design your, your, um, your care. Mm. And um, our coaches are, are already working in this environment, so that they are not coaches coming outside as a consult or as, as, as somebody else. They are a part of the group. And that has both challenges, but also has power mm. uh, because the coaches will be there forever. So mm. you are really building uh, capability, improvement capability and um, a strong focus on person-centered care. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. so that's the strength of the Esther mm. coach. She will mm. always be there. Mm. So we have, we have this motto, no matter where, mm. we will be there. Mm. And that's the strength from the Esther coach. And that, that is really interesting because I, I believe a lot in the, for sustainability. We mm. need to, the culture is built mm. in the mm. context, yeah. in the microsystem. Yes. But to support that culture, we need leadership exactly. who really, really have the values and beliefs yeah. in people and, and really in quality improvement to make this to be sustained. So in the meso level it's very important but also in the macro level and I'm very proud of working in Jönköping where we have a really top manager who, who shows with their living that this is really important. This is really a value for mm -hmm. us because I think for the sustainability we need both micro, meso and macro. It's not, it's, it is not enough working in the microsystem. We need to have support system the whole way. Or what is your experience yeah, yeah, on I that? Yeah, I think so. And I have a question to you on that. Um, so coaching the macrosystem or coaching the coaches, what you told me before, is there a difference in how you coach your microsystem or how you coach the coaches or how you coach the macrosystem? Yeah, I, I think. I think there is a lot of differences. For example, when if I, I look back in history, when I was close to a unit mm. and I was sitting there at the round table and uh, I could really be using my curiosity and ask a lot of questions mm. and, and, and listen directly. And from that point also find the people who should go direct. So it was just one hand between, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
But when it comes to when I am at the leadership, when I'm work, mm. working with leadership program, I have to find the leadership, their understanding and mm. their curiosity mm. and their believeness. And from that point, learn from them. And at the same time, try to be with all humble, supporting in the direction. And when I come to the macro level, when I work, for example, with strategies when we work in a system there is so many hands between yes, the microsystem yes, yes. and what i always always remind myself because that is my strong value is never never forget to put your ears to the microsystem because mm -hmm. when it comes to the end of the day it's there everything happens exactly so if i fall in love with just being strategies and far away in the macro level it will not happen a culture change. The mm -hmm. culture change is on the stage and it's where the people who really meet patients, it's there everything happened. So I, I have fallen in love with the everyday work, very mm. basic. And I think that love is what I still have in my drive forces. So, so is that also the way you coach your macro system that they have to go down to the, to the micro system, that they have to, to be a part of it? Yeah, I, I would say go up to the stage go because the stage. it's yeah, where yeah. they yeah. meet. And, and I believe I believe so much in, in B. We have in this IKEA, for example, Camprad. Yeah. He's, he's not alive anymore, but he was really a role model for never ending curiosity, yeah. standing mm -hmm. there and talk mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. people. And I think that is the secret to never, never think that or believe that things will happen in the culture if we only pay attention to the macro level. Mm -hmm. We really need to understand that the macro and meso level is there to support the microsystem yeah, yeah. and to listen because they are the experts. Mm. And when I coach in the national level with this compact, mm. uh, I have now invited people to learning forum with support people working with e-health and working with uh, person-centered care mm. and worth it, working with quality improvement methods and so on. And I can see there is a big variation in Sweden. Yeah. But I hope that by doing this, go this path. Mm. We, know, we will not know if this will be successful, mm. but I believe in, because then we support a team mm. with collective intelligence to be the support team for the context, because mm. they know mm. best. Mm. So in a way you are coaching to find the connections and to make strong connections between macro, meso and micro. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's a skill for the coach. So, so maybe, maybe we should be more aware of that, that we are asking ourselves, so how did we make the connection today? Mm. Um, and not only from the macro to, to the micro, but also on the other hand, how did the, the micro system make the connection to the macro? Uh, because if we make these connections strong, then we build sustainability, I think. What do you think? I, I think you are so right. And with this sustainability, if we can have a long uh, lens where we yeah. can see the future, for example, this transformation, yeah. it should be, we can see in the community, it's a lot about technical things happen and our yeah. behavior change yeah. from that. Mm. And how will that influence our everyday work mm. if we mm. can see that? But at the same time, be very concrete and meet people where they are today yeah. and support them to do these small steps for improvement. But sometimes we need to take the elevator to take a bigger step. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is, uh, if we think of um, if the macro system could really show the imagination and support mm -hmm. the inspiration, because people like you and me, Nicolina, we are allowed to be 
here, there, everywhere. Yeah. We go from different rooms. We are national, international. We meet mm. people. We can call someone. But a lot of people, they are doing their everyday work and they are not leaving their their unit so long. Mm -hmm. So how could they get the same inspiration as we can get? Mm. And what's your thoughts when you have been working with that coaching from that perspective? Huh? Well, I was thinking as, as we were talking about the Esther coaches and yes. they, they are in the micro system, but because we have them also in England and we have them in Singapore, so they find connections on Facebook. So they find inspiration because you see exactly the same problems in, in the different countries and you see different solutions. So mm -hmm. in that way, they are connected. Um, so that's the way and that's rolling by themselves. That's nobody is telling them you need to write on Facebook or you need to listen or mm -hmm. people are going there. But there you will miss also a, a large part of coaches mm -hmm. because this will only be the most ambitious coaches who wants to do that. Mm -hmm. And they will they mm -hmm. should be talking English. Mm -hmm. So that's that's different. Um, on, if we are thinking in Sweden, we are trying to make coaching's day and we are trying to have uh, meeting places. I think we should be very careful to really keep the inspiration and energy from our coaches so that, that we give them some energy in some way because they need mm. to come from mm. their own mm. place. Um, and the, uh, But I also think we need to support them to find it by themselves, mm. to, to build their own coach networks. And I think you can see it. They do it. They do it. I think you are so right. They need chiefs who allow that. Yeah. Um, and I could see when I was working with Margie Godfrey with this coaching model, yeah, it yeah. was really inspiring work. And we went to Alaska and uh, I was with Margie and we were working with coaches there. And then we should have follow up by phone. Yeah. And we could see it was like there were no energy anymore. And we were mm. listening, we were trying and then we asked the question, do you meet? No, actually, we have not had time to see each other. Oh. And at that phone meeting, it was like my understanding for what you're talking about now was so really strong uh, that people need to see each other. They need to be close to others to have the inspiration and really find their ways. So I think and if we think about culture, mm -hmm. where we, we are coaching uh, the culture change to, to really by setting meeting point, meeting places. Yes. But it's also a coaching skill to coach people to see this is really an opportunity to learn to know others mm -hmm. and be curious about that. And what's your thoughts around that? How do you coach people to be curious to really do networking? Because we don't do it if someone just say go there and networking and start to find someone. What we learned because we, we are doing a lot of telephone coaching. Um, so in the first part, maybe people just invite them. Do you want to be a part of the telephone coaching and just listen? And then they, they realize that it's quite interesting and that, um, that they want to be a part of it next time as well. So it's making it very attractive, but also your telephone coaching should have an agenda. You, you should know that it will give value in the end mm. of the day or in the end of the hour. Um, mm. And the ag agenda is not set by me as a coach, mm. it's set by the participants. I think that's very important mm. that you ask, what do we need to talk about now? What's important for you in this mm. meeting? Mm. So that you really are there where mm. they are. And if you show a good telephone meeting, people will connect again. Because mm. I, I learned from my coaches that, they, oh, I can do this as well. Mm. I can do this mm. by telephone as well. So they learned by being mm. a role model. Mm. Mm. And I also 
think when I think of myself, I have different people I work with. For example, my friend in South Africa, when mm -hmm. I went to her and I could see the system where she was working, people in England, people in others, and Marjorie Godfrey, where I've been working very close and so on, and Juni Colina mm -hmm. and others. And I really love to, to work together with others to see with different lenses, because mm -hmm. we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. Yes. And I think it's a really, really opportunity mm. to do to really be curious about network and how you can build your own relationships and because because all this digital support, mm. people could actually be connected, as you said, in Singapore yep, and yep. in England and others and and make that support that people can meet mm. and just talk. I think that is a coaching skills. But I also, also think nobody should sit and wait for an invitation. Exactly. Maybe they should just exactly. put out, I have a question, can we exactly. talk um, 15 minutes about yes. this? I have some challenges, I want to talk with somebody else. Yeah. Um, so we should make it as easy as possible, yeah. but that everybody is welcome with their questions. Yeah. So I don't know how we could do that in the podcast. Maybe they can write a question to yeah. go to them. Yeah, yeah. And I also think with this podcast to see it like it's a starting thinking yeah. <laughs> and not le deliver answers or no, no. this is the truth. This is our way of seeing the world. This is our experiences. Yeah, yeah. This is to have a dialogue like we have this Monday mm. morning mm. And, and it start and, and open up for our mindsets. Yeah, so yeah. that is also what we hope for others to, to start the thinking and, and find mm. ways mm. And, and so on. I'm curious um, if there are people outside and listening, um, how are you coaching especially for sustainability or especially for co-production? I, I think those mm. two questions mm. would be quite nice for 2019 that mm. we will have some teams mm. and maybe just focus on those two questions. Mm. How do mm. we coach for co-production? Mm. How do we coach for mm. sustainability? Mm. So if there's somebody outside listening mm. to us and thinking, oh, I know somebody you could interview or, mm. or maybe you yourself, then please write a line, proper line to Kulturum. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I believe so much in this perspective, as you mentioned. And I really think that we we need to, to work in real co-production and mm. in real team, mm. not in silos in the team and name it team. Do you yeah. think we always have teams? No, that, that's what I say. I, I read a book uh, recently about collective intelligence yeah, and yeah. that is really, really when we work together. And mm -hmm. when I mention team, uh, I also include, uh, I do think I include people who we are working together with who are in the patient role and so yeah, on, because yeah. the person-centered care and the working in that way really, really needs to have uh, have these uh, perspectives. So I think to really set the table, nothing without me, work together mm -hmm. and support people to include the co-production perspective in their ongoing work. So we not will have so many silos with different questions because it will not survive. No, it no. will be too hard. Yeah. So I believe for sustainability, it's real co-production and it's real cooperate and really, really go together and build it strong for what we want to accomplish and the value hmm. and never, never lose that lens. What's and, your thoughts? And never, never give up. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that I, I completely agree and I also see that the time is going. So I think this was a nice summary and um, to all our listeners, really never give up and think about co-production always, all, all the time.
Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.